In today's show, it's time to look at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball players to add, players to drop, Michael Bolton's to listen to. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are here before week three kicks off, tips off, whoever you want to say it, to look at the waiver wire, players who might be available, players you could potentially drop, some names to have a squiz at. So let's... Let's talk about those names right now. And uh, first, we're going to look at the players who have been added the most across fantasy leagues in the last 24 hours or so. Most of these, or a lot of these, are to do with streaming on Sunday, so don't be too put off by the names. But Cody Martin is the most added player across fantasy basketball. There is no denying that Cody Martin has played well. He's the 99th ranked player this season. He's playing 26 minutes a night. He's shooting 51 and 85 from the field and from the line. He's um, getting one and a half steals. But Terry Rozier is not playing. Terry Rozier is probably coming back today. There is no chance that Cody Martin, A, continues this level of um, foul drawing, 3.3 attempts per game, hitting them at this level, hitting his shots at this level, playing 26 minutes, or even generating 1.5 steals. If you want to stream him, fine. I think it'll be a rough outing. There's no need to do that. Maxi Kleber got the spot start today for the Mavericks and then got hurt. He's coming off a couple of really good games. He is benefiting from Porzingis being out. I don't mind him as a short-term streamer, but he's not a must-roster guy. Carmelo Anthony. People have differing opinions on Mello. And if you look at the ranking for this year, my opinion will seem wrong. He's the 78th ranked player. All right, that's obviously really good. He's averaging 16 points with three threes per game. That's pretty good as well. He's not doing anything else. He's hitting 90% from the line, but he's shooting 50% from three. That is going to, guaranteed, come down. The 27 minutes is also going to come down when Allington, Ariza, Horton Tucker, Nunn, when they all come back, he won't play 27 a night. It might be 24, 25 a night. He won't shoot 50%. He probably won't have 16 points per game that he's averaging. On a what he's doing on really good efficiency as well, 65 true shooting. He is a fine short-term stream for points and threes, but he is not a must-roster guy. Grayson Allen's being added in a lot of spots. I'm guessing again that is because he plays today. He is, as you'll see when we talk about him later on, he is not a must-roster guy. And then PJ Washington, like out of all those, Martin Kleber, Anthony, Grayson Allen, and Washington. The one that I would grab, be more interested just to see where it goes, is Washington. I'm not convinced that he's going to remain must-roster. Um, just with the role and Plumley and Bridges playing this way. I don't think PJ gets to 27 or 28 minutes a night. But he's got the best chance of being a top 100 guy out of that group. And when we're looking at waiver wire options, unless we're looking focusing on streaming, we're looking for who can give me top 100 numbers. And Martin Kleber, Carmelo, and Grayson aren't, I don't think, going to be able to bring us that, whereas PJ could. Some other names, Josh Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, and Josh the Hitman Hart. Now, Jackson and Jordan... 
with Kate Cunningham out. Josh Jackson gets a stream value for Sunday. Not much to look at there. And DeAndre Jordan, like, what are we doing? Um, Josh Hart's an interesting one. Brandon Ingram's hurt. Zion's hurt. Hart had a really good game last time out. I am not certain or convinced that Josh Hart is going to be a must-roster 12-team league guy. I, I just don't think he will be. But for the short term, if Ingram does remain out, then there is value in adding him. So he is at least marginally interesting in that sort of situation. Let's go through players to drop. And again, disclaimer, do not just drop these players. When you are making a decision, oh, I've got to bring Karis Levert off IR. Who should I drop? For players on that list, you can consider it. There's a hot free agent out there, one of my must-roster players, which we'll see in the next slide. These guys can be dropped. You don't just drop them. Some of them you might just drop, but you don't just go ahead and go, I'm just dropping them for nobody. I need to open up a streaming spot so I can get seven games this week versus three games from Joe Harris. Then of course you do it. But these are options where I think if you drop them, you're not missing out on much. Again, we're always looking at this, especially this early part of the season, who can give me top 100 numbers? Who can give me that top 100 numbers? If this guy tops out at 130, you don't care. You just get rid of him. If someone else grabs him, oh, well, who cares? So, three guys to start things off. Joe Harris, Seth Curry, and Duncan Robinson, all real three-point specialists. Now, Seth has been really, really good to start the season. But you've seen over his last couple of games that the numbers are starting to drop off because he was hitting them at like 60% from three. And while he is literally one of the best three-point shooters of all time, it's not going to continue at 63%, which is where it currently sits. And that makes him the 79th ranked player. Like that is going to come down. And he is giving us Carmelo Anthony-like assist steals and blocks. A combination of two combined of all of those. It is going to drop. Curry, Robinson, and Harris are three-point streamers, and that is it. Tyrese Maxey's on this list. We don't know when Ben Simmons is going to return or if Ben Simmons is going to return. We don't know if Doc Rivers is going to decide to split minutes between Maxey and Shake Milton. We don't know if Doc Rivers is going to bench Maxey for Shake Milton, which would be a horrendous decision, but he might do it. Maxey has been solid, had some good games, had some bad games. He's the 80th ranked player so far. I'd be less hesitant to drop... Sorry, I'd be more hesitant to drop Maxi than anybody else on this list. But again, if I have to activate a Karis Levert, when I look at my roster, if Maxi is clearly the worst guy there, then I feel okay about dropping him. It feels like there is an expiration date on his overall value. And that's sometimes you have to make decisions which seem terrible for the next two days, but it makes sense as you move forward. Derek Rose and Kevin Love, I think, are being rostered in too many leagues. Name value there for sure. Rose, Kemba Walker's flying, so Rose hasn't even played 20 minutes a night, and that's the best way to preserve him. He shouldn't, be, shouldn't have been getting those 28 minutes a night he was getting. 23, 24 sounds about right. It's not worth holding on to if there's other options there. Grayson Allen, we talked about before. People are adding in for that stream value. When Drew comes back, when DiVincenzo comes back, when Lopez comes back, he's not even going to have yeah, fringe 12-team league value. I wouldn't have thought. He, he is the 107th ranked player this year. 13 points, so that's fine. He hasn't missed a free throw. But what he is, is he's like Duncan Robertson. He's uh, like Seth Curry. He's a three-point streamer. He's hitting three per game. That's what he does. And then Keldon Johnson. That more applies to category leagues than points leagues. Keldon Johnson, we know, struggles in every category apart from points. He's averaging 16 points, but 0.33s, 0.2 blocks, subpar percentages. He's the 177th ranked player. That's not far off where he was last year. Again, if you do, he is your worst player if he's on a Category League 12-team roster. So if you do need to move on from someone in that situation, then Keldon can be that guy. Guys, 
thanks to the great resignation, is that what we're calling it? The job market is filled with once-in-a-generation talent. So how is your organization going to put together an all-star team? Your front office needs an all-star roster. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Indeed Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who only see it in search, according to Indeed data. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. You or need to hire. You need Indeed. This might sound familiar. You've got one device to watch your live sports. You've got another one to watch your favorite shows. You've got your highlights on your phone. Then you've got your neighbors log in to go and watch something else. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It is called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Let's go on to the next package of waiver wire things here. And this is must roster players. These are guys who are rostered in under 70% of Yahoo leagues or under 70% of ESPN leagues. It is absolutely criminal that Mo Bumba's on this list. I tell a man's not hot. Uh, that was the wrong button. He's definitely hot. One, two, three, four, five. He needs to be rostered in every league. Yes. Isaac returning might make things interesting. Who knows when the hell that's going to happen. Maybe Trimura Kiki, as he gets ramped up, makes things interesting. But who cares? He's got to be rostered. He has to be rostered. No one league should have Mo Bumba on the waiver wire. Not one. You know that I was warming up to him like every day, basically, in the preseason. I ended up taking him at like 95 in, in drafts. Because I was just like, the upside of a top 50 bloke is not something I'm going to let someone else grab at 120. It's worked out pretty well so far. Um, and, but I don't care what happens if when Isaac returns. He's got to be added. I was surprised to see Norman Powell and Al Horford under 70% rostered. That's insanity. Horford's like a top 20 fantasy player at the moment. Powell, I know, has been injured. And he's not performing as well as Horford. But that doesn't matter. These guys are must-roster guys. De'Anthony Melton, very low still on Yahoo, like 60%. But you guys on ESPN, you're embarrassing everybody. You're embarrassing yourselves. You're embarrassing your family. You're embarrassing your legacies. You're embarrassing your future children. He's rostered in 17% of leagues. Now, I don't know what sort of bullshit system you guys have got going on over at ESPN over there, but if the 58th ranked player is available in 83% of leagues, 83% of leagues have got their heads up their ass. Oh, but what about Dylan Brooks? What about when Brooksy comes back? Who gives a shit? This is a guy that is dominating. Like, this is dominating type performances. Remember when, oh man, if only, if only Melton could start getting steals. Well, he's averaging two a game now, almost a block a game, 14 points, almost three threes, five rebounds and three assists. There is zero excuse for anybody in ESPN. If you are playing on ESPN and he is on your waiver wire, 
pull your thumb out of your ass. Add him, please, before I lose my mind. Ravishing Rick Rubio is playing really well. Colin Sexton is not. Because Colin Sexton is not that good. Um, Rubio has to be rostered. He's giving 28, 27 minutes a night. Now, Rubio's shooting is going to come down. Like, it's not going to stick at the level that it's at. But we're not rostering Rubio for being a absolute sharpshooter. What's he hitting from three? Actually, you know what? He's only hitting 35% from three. And he's a 63rd ranked player. But he's getting 6.6 assists with four boards and 14 points in 28 minutes. That's actually sustainable. It has to be rostered. Alperen Shengun. This is more of a stash and hold scenario. But if your stash and hold scenario bloke is a 123rd ranked player already playing under 19 minutes a game, then you're in pretty good, a pretty good position. This guy's upside is top 50 if he played 28 minutes a night, and he probably won't. But if he plays 24 minutes a night, he's a top 90 guy, top 80 guy. You can't leave him on the wire. You can't. You, you just can't do it. Um, Desmond Bain, much like Melton, but with less aggression from me. He needs to be rostered. Yes, Dylan Brooks has the potential to come back and screw everything up. But he's the 46th ranked player so far this season, Bainey. 46th. And ESPN, you're letting him sit on the wire. Even Yahoo, 32% of leagues don't have him. Pick him up, please. He's averaging 19 points per game with almost four threes. He is an excellent shooter and scorer. He's not as well-rounded as Melton, but he must be rostered. Josh Giddy, I skipped over. You know, to, you know he has to be rostered. Please don't leave him on any waiver wire. And then Cole Anthony. Again, Markel Fultz could come back and screw it up. But I don't care at this point. I've just got it. You've got to make sure he's rostered. He is playing out of his mind. I was a pretty big Cole Anthony fan last year as a must-roster guy all season. And he never quite got it to click. Then in Summer League, he looked rough. I spoke to Magic people and they went, like, they're not, like they're not really prioritizing him. It's probably going to be Suggs and Fultz eventually. And then he's come out and just dominated. So you've got to adjust. And he's got to be rostered. Simple as that. Let's look at some upside grabs. Jared Vanderbilt started the last two games in Minnesota. One was good, one was bad. But if you're looking for rebounding with some field goal percentage, Vandy can bring it. So there is value in taking a flyer on him. Devin Vassell. I do think eventually he's going to push into a must-roster 12-team role. He was a must-grab when Doug McDermott went down. He's been a bit disappointing. Lonnie Walker's been up and down as well. But Vassell versus Walker, I would take Vassell every time. I think there's just more uh, more total upside in what Devin can bring. It might not work. Like it might not work out. But he is 154th this season in 25 minutes, getting good steals, not shooting particularly well from the field or from the line. He's got plenty of upside to be a 12-point-per-game, 13-point-per-game player with 1.5 to 1.7 steals, and, and that has value. Luke Kennard. Let's go. The Clippers, Eric Bledsoe is struggling. I should have put him on the droppable players. You can drop him if you want. Uh, Reggie Jackson struggling. Not dropping Reggie just yet. But Kennard's playing well, and he's getting more minutes every game. So if he if they decide to move Bledsoe out and start Kennard, or start Terrence Mann even in, in that situation, yeah, Kennard's got some value. As maybe like a guy that averages three, three and a half threes, 18 points, three assists, 1.1 steal, something like that. That's enough to have a look at. My man, the stiffy Bones Highland. Came in, finally played rotation minutes against the Wolves and looked good. At some point, the doctor, Michael Malone, has to realize Austin Rivers, Faku Kampazo, um, even Monty Morris, like there's no point in these guys getting minutes over Highland. Now, I'm not adding Highland in 12-team leagues, and he probably won't ever be a 12-team league guy this year. But in deeper leagues, I've added him for sure. 
And let's just see where the doctor goes with this, how Malone runs this rotation, how it, it can, it's literally, it's been undeniable for weeks, but it's undeniable that he should be getting rotation minutes. Sometimes it takes these coaches a few weeks to figure that out, and now he has. And then Shumura Kiki, who I'm not particularly high on for this year. I was, I liked him as a player when he was drafted, missed his rookie season. I was interested in him last year. And he put together this little run for about six weeks when everyone was out on the magic and he was getting way too much usage and people were super hyped about him. But you come back this year and Franz Wagner has taken that spot. Wagner's a much better prospect and player, I believe. You've got you know, Anthony and Suggs. You've got Bumber and Carter thriving. You're going to have Isaac come back eventually. I don't see 30 minutes for Akiki. And if he does, I don't see him being able to do what he did in the 30 minutes he got last year. But there's not many higher upside guys who do have that ability there. So if you want to take a flyer on someone, he, he, he's an option. I wouldn't do it. I don't think he's a must-roster 12-team league guy. In fact, if I've got him on my 12-team roster and I need to activate an IR guy, then he's a clear drop. But if you're in a situation where you've got a little bit of stash ability or a little bit of a deeper roster, you know, Kiki's at least a name to consider as we watch what happens. Some other names to talk about. Will Barton's not rostered anywhere near enough. He should be universally rostered. And Dennis Schroeder has been really thriving lately. Now, it has helped that there's been Jalen out, then Horford out, then Smart out, then Rob Williams out, and he's always just pushing over 30 minutes. Because early in the season, he'd play like 25 and it wasn't worth it, but he's playing pretty well. So you've got to make sure Dennis Schroeder is on a fantasy roster, and then we can adjust later on if we need to. Been really impressed with Patrick Beverly in Minnesota, apart from his attempt to draw a foul the other day, which was horrendous, but he's an 84th ranked player. A steal, a block, five assists, and two threes. Don't worry about that he's averaging eight points in 22 minutes. That's not important. Those other things are. There is every 14-team league. He's available absolutely everywhere, Patrick Beverly. Like, everywhere. He's rostered in 6% of Yahoo leagues and 3% of ESPN ones. That should be well over 50. He needs to be on every 16-team roster. Every 14-team league, he needs to be rostered. And honestly, in some 12-team leagues, he should be on a roster. So... Yeah, just have a look at Patrick Beverly. Alex Caruso, you know, that's an injury to Patrick Williams. Javante Green for deeper leagues is interesting. Caruso, his steals is what brings the value. I wouldn't say he's going to be must roster guarantee top 100 bloke, but the steals in 30 minutes, that's useful enough to be rostered. Then a couple of sixes. Matisse Thibel, the painter, he is dropping big, big defensive numbers. Now, I'm not sure he's going to bring anything else. He's averaging five points, but 2.3 steals and 1.5 blocks. Shooting 52% needs a 101st-ranked player. It's hard to argue with what he's doing because I look at that from Matisse and go, well, why can't he just keep doing that? Why can't he average a lot of steals and blocks? Why can't he be the 100th-ranked player on those minimum minutes? No reason. And then his teammate talked about it already in the Tyrese Maxey section. I don't particularly like Shake Milton as a player. In fact, I thought that, you know, if this team was fully healthy, Shake wouldn't be in the rotation. But they're not fully healthy. And Milton's first game, he had 12 points, five... Uh, oh, sorry, he played two games. He's averaging 12 points with three and a half assists, and that's good for 120th. If Doc Rivers makes the mistake of starting him over Maxi, then he's got some at least 14-team league appeal. I wouldn't say that it's a you know, great appeal or he's an awesome player or anything like that. But there is some some value to pay attention to if he does find himself in that somewhat larger role. If you find yourself in a larger role, 
meaning you're trying to get larger, you might need protein. So why don't you get the best tasting protein bar ever? And that is Built Bar, of course, whatever your favorite flavor, mint, brownie, cookies and cream, coconut, raspberry, orange, strawberry. Built Bar has your favorite flavor right there, but it's not just about the taste. These are also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and four to five grams of net carbs. And get your Built Bars now for 15% off. At Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. At Built.com, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. That'll do it for today's show, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Well, if you're on YouTube, thumb it up, leave your comments, subscribe. We've got plenty of shows coming all week. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.